Good afternoon on this Saturday afternoon in the middle of January here in central Ohio. A very cold and snowy, frigid afternoon. I bring you greetings in the name of our risen Lord, and I welcome you to the inaugural podcast. I guess it's not really a broadcast. Of the bright clearing of his living word. My name is Charles, also known on the internet as Kanita. I have other podcasts over at Podomatic. But the Lord had laid on my heart to uh, start something a little bit different here. There'll be no, no smack here, although there may be some prophetic statements from time to time. I am a teacher of the word, not a prophet. It will be the word. It will be nothing to tickle your ears. At times it will be the balm and the oil of the world to soothe and heal. At times it will be the sharp edge of the sword. In any case, my friends, what you will get here will be the word of Almighty God. And since that's what we were going to do, that seemed to be the most logical place to start. Now you know, in any crowd, most of the people are going to give you excuses for why they have problems dealing with God, for why they don't understand, so they just kind of invent their own path and their own way. And you mention the Bible to them and their eyes roll and they say, I just, I just can't understand the Bible. The language is difficult. Things are the way they're written. It's just, I just can't understand. And you know that most people find the Bible hard, if not impossible to understand. Not only can't be be denied, it's, uh, it's no surprise testimony to these difficulties are too full and too widespread to be dismissed as simply laziness. As a teacher of his word, this lack of understanding, aside from outright unbelief and hostility, is the most common problem I confront. And many, I hear them in the churches and on the radio and on podcasts all the time, say there are many reasons and complex answers for this going back to our childhood and they'll give you all this rigmarole of psychology and all kinds of other bull hockey. (laughs) I had to stop for a minute on that one. They all have their reasons. They all have their answers. My friends, I have to stand up and tell you, I respectfully, in some cases disrespectfully, disagree. I believe that most folks find the Bible difficult simply because they have no real relationship with its author. The Word of God is not addressed to just anybody. Its message is directed to a chosen few. These few are chosen by God in a sovereign act of election. They were known by God from everlasting to everlasting and have known Him known him 
before they knew life in this world of darkness, ruled and bounded by time. But what it, whatever may have taken place in eternity, it is obvious, obvious and clear what happens in time. Some believe and some do not. Some are receptive and some are not. Some have spiritual capacity and some have not. My friends, it is to those who do and are and have that the Bible is addressed. Those who do not and are not and have not will read it a thousand times and read it in vain. As our Lord himself said, even the little they have shall be taken from them. Now I know right here I'm going to cross against some people. Some listeners will either turn me off or enter strenuous objections and for reasons that are clear to see, clear in every church across the land. Christianity, or more to the point, churchianity today is totally man-centered, not God-centered. If God is there at all, he is expected to wait patiently, even respectfully on the whims of men. And what God are we talking about? Look at what they worship. The image of God, currently popular across evangelical Christendom, liberal Christendom, all churchianity, is that of a feeble, distracted, dolting old father struggling in heartbroken desperation to get people to accept a Savior in whom they feel no need and in whom they have very little interest. To persuade these self-sufficient souls to respond to his generous offers, they tell you God will do almost anything. Even using mass marketing, free gifts, coupons, high-tech video, with contemporary music, while talking down and watering down his message to the lowest common denominator one can even imagine. This view of God, this view of His Word, of our faith, while it often uses flattering and sometimes lovey-dovey terms in praise of God, manages nonetheless to make man, many men, other than Yeshua, our risen Lord, the star of the show. How you say? I say, just take a look at any of the mega churches across the country or their rock star pastors. <laughs> Case closed, my friend. The notion that the Bible is addressed to everybody has wrought sheer confusion within and without the body of Christ. The effort to apply the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount to the unregenerate masses of the world is but one example of this lunacy. Courts of law and the military powers of earth are urged to follow the teachings of Christ. <laughs> Something they cannot possibly do. To quote the words of Christ as guides for cops and judges and generals and sergeants is to misunderstand those words completely and to reveal a total lack of understanding of the entire purpose of the divine revelation. My friends, the life-giving words of Christ 
are for the sons and daughters of grace who will receive that life. Not for those who merely seek a momentary diversion. While leading a life dedicated to chasing and whoring around with the dragon. Neither, neither are they given to hostile nations or groups. Any nation or group. Who identify themselves with symbols. Symbols of pagan and pagan religion, symbols of worship, symbols of worship of the dark side, of darkness in total. Groups who have chosen symbols like lions, eagles, bears, crescents, stars, a compass with a virgin need not expect to understand what God is trying to say, for it is not within them to see. Look to the Word. Look to what our Lord did. Look to His words as He does. You'll see not only did God address His words of truth to those who were able to receive Him, He actually concealed their meaning from those who were not able or ready. The preacher, the rock star, uses stories and anecdotes to make truth clear. To bring his so-called new ideas to the front so that everybody can see them. But our Lord actually used his illustrations and stories to obscure them. The parables of Christ were the exact opposite of a modern illustration, which is meant to give light. The parables were dark sayings, and Christ asserted clearly that he gave them so that his disciples could understand and his enemies would not. As the pillar of fire gave light to Israel, but was a cloud in darkness to the Egyptians, so our Lord's word and his living word shine in the hearts of his people, but lead the self-confident unbeliever and the false believer in the obscurity of spiritual midnight the power of the word is reserved for those whom it is intended. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. The impenitent heart will find the Bible but a skeleton of words without flesh or life or breath. Stephen King, Shakespeare, or Louis L'Amour may be read and enjoyed without either, either belief or penitence. We may understand Einstein, Plato, or Stephen Hawking without knowing anything about these men or truly believing anything they say. But my friends, knowledge, penitence, and belief along with faith and obedience are absolutely essential to a right understanding of the scriptures. This is why God's word will always be a mystery to the natural man. For you see, he has turned God's promises upside down and therefore he can see only distortion and delusion. In the world of the natural man, faith follows evidence, and it is impossible to have faith without that evidence. But in the realm of the Spirit, the language of his living word, faith precedes understanding. It does not follow it. 
the natural man must know in order to believe. The spiritual man, the Lamb of God, believes in order to know. You see, my friends, we are of a completely different order. The faith that restores and renews is not a conclusion drawn from evidence. It is a heavenly thing, a thing of the Spirit, a supernatural impartation and infusion, not only of belief and confidence, but also of knowledge of Him and a burning desire for His communion deep, placed deep within our hearts. So can't you see, this is what makes us different. This is why so many cannot understand, and so few do. We see because, it's, because it is placed within us to see. We understand because He is within us and we know Him. This faith, this love, this trust, which are the only key to any effective understanding, reposes all, solely, totally, in Him, our risen Lord Yeshua, Almighty God. And it comes only to us when He resides within us, in that temple created within, in the eternal place, in our hearts. To rightly understand the Word is a gift, my friends. It is a miracle. It is a supernatural act of God. Just as much as were Christ's miracles and His resurrection. To the natural man, these are impossible acts. And because they are impossible to Him, this is why He can never understand and the things of God will always be a mystery to him he will always dabble around the edges try to crisscross but never will he gather the meaning the understanding he is a, as a blind man stumbling along without any guidance unwilling to see the simple truth is that without the grace of God, natural man cannot understand because it was not given to him to understand. He has chosen darkness and darkness will be his lot. Amen. It is my prayer tonight that our Heavenly Father will open your eyes that you will see his truth, that he will pierce your heart, that you will come to know his truth. Amen. Music that you heard tonight, as we began and throughout the show, and in general on this podcast, has been provided by Zeph and Trish Daniel, and I thank them for its use. Zeph's music can be found at ReverbNation slash ZJaw.com. That's ReverbNation slash 
zedjaw.com and his unified site is zefdaniel.podbean.com that's zefdaniel.podbean.com until the next time my friends good night <laughs>